0: Start streaming, and we're live. Well, they can't hear you yet. Brought to you by Bitcoin Energy Drink, tokens.com Monarch Token, and the Monarch Wallet, and who the heck else? Uh, that's right. Satoshi's ball in Canada on December 15th because that's a thing that's happening at a place. Hey, how goes it? Ken Bozak here to talk about Bitcoin and Bitcoin accessories. And today I'm here with my bro, bro from Latium, Kevin Steele. How goes it, bro? Nice to see you again, man. Hey, how's it going, man?
1: Always a pleasure, dude. Always fun uh, bumping into you out on our travels, dude.
0: Yeah, no, for sure, dude. I love when I run into you and David and the Latium team, and I'm just like, you know, I get to chill with you guys, man. It's been cool. Why don't you introduce yourself to the audience, let them know who you are and what you do at Latium, and maybe a little bit about what Latium is. Yeah, sure thing, man. Yeah, so
1: I'm technically what's called the Director of Growth over here at Latium. So it's kind of, you know, we have one set title, but there's a lot of different things that we do. It's kind of more of a marketing-based uh, I work with some, doing some business development and some partnerships uh, just helping continue to build out our audience as we build out our platform. Aladium as a platform uh, is actually focused around the general adoption of cryptocurrency and we do that through a couple core features that we're developing and have live. Uh, primarily we're a, uh, a tasking platform where anybody Anywhere in the world can actually create tasks to get paid in crypto, and anybody can go online and actually do those tasks to get paid in our token as well. A lot of other features we got uh, on the platform that we get into at some point, but it's everything from you know multi-wallet support to an internal exchange. We've got free transfers, and then we also have uh we call hold rewards uh a way to get a monthly or yearly return on some of the locked up tokens as well
0: That's really cool man. I like the tasking economy concept. Like, you know how the the micro economy is micro task economy coming. Like it really is. Uh people, you know, oh, I need something to eat. You know, All right. Well, hop on Uber and give somebody a ride and make a couple of bucks. You know, it's a digital version of that. Uh I've actually been checking out, you know, kind of where like you can uh come comment on this like this video tweet this out make this or do some you know these internet internet engagements and to incentivize interactions uh how do you verify though that these aren't bots like um you know people are honestly not creating like a hundred fake accounts to you know steal money from latium yeah so
1: first to start off on like you said uh, it's the idea of micro tasking on a platform is very big right now that's because if you're incentivizing things that people are either a already interested in looking at or b they can actually find more info on they're gonna do so for that very small incentive. In regards to ensuring that these are real users, that's kind of what sets us apart from both traditional gig economy platforms and other crypto platforms. We found when we made a tasking platform, that the minute you incentivize actually getting a task done, like you said, someone's gonna make 500 different accounts, they're gonna do it 500 times and they're gonna swear, this is all different accounts. Uh, so we developed a process, what we call proof of human, uh, which is really part and parcel to the entire Latium ecosystem. It's a really simple five to ten second process where a user just goes on and they do a, a, a like a selfie video of their face. They show the front of their face, the left and the right side of their face. Uh, and after doing so, it, it actually takes that biometric data and puts it into a numerical hash uh, which we store on the database if anybody comes and tries to verify another account it'll actually check based off of that show the percentage chance of being a duplicate and then flag it as a fr- uh, fraud attempt if that is well good thing
0: I don't have a twin brother or something issues <laughs> with that do you guys ever have any contact support like yo my twin brother signed up before me man and
1: well, you know, we actually had one guy claim that and ended up being we, – we proved that it was not a twin and that actually was just him being fraud. But we do have support systems. We actually have three layers of security. So we have our base AI a logarithm that actually is checking based off of what percentage it thinks is a duplicate. Then we also have staff that are actually checking, and then we can actually escalate that to us and other staff as needed if for some reason – yeah uh, the regular staff really can't see a distinction so we like t- it's it's kind of three layers of protection to both verify and ensure that it's you know a, a true non-duplicate account and then also to make sure that people aren't getting rejected erroneously in the process
0: see i'm a big fan of you know trying to show people not so much how to buy cryptocurrency but how to earn it you know how to be positive contributors to the world in any sense even if it's a digital way, like, you know, positively engaging with the communities to earn cryptocurrencies rather than buy it. That's why I like Latium and what you're doing. So um, I would like to, you know, use some crypto, buy some Latium, set up some tasking, um, you know, so if I want my viewers right now to be able to earn Latium by, you know, maybe sharing this video, liking it, commenting on it, what would that process be for me to set up a task, and what would it be like for an end user to kind of go through the tasking and earning?
1: Yeah, definitely. So it's a simple process for employers. They simply have to either have LATX already, the LATX, which is the token of Latium, or they can also start from, like, say, Bitcoin or Ethereum or some of the other token pairs that we support. The process would be either sending LATX directly to Uh, your account there on latium or sending bitcoin and ethereum and using the internal exchange there to exchange to latex once you have the latex for your budget you can actually sit there and see exactly how many people you want to do your specified task like if we're talking about a micro task where someone's gonna uh view and like and say share your video you can say i want to incentivize people you know one latex each Uh, per person that completes it and I want to make 500 contracts your budget at that point is going to be 500 uh, plus the 10% platform fee, which is how the ecosystem works. And then you'd be able to have what we call a one-to-many relationship for your task. So if you look at like traditional tasking platforms like Fiverr, it's one-to-one. One. You have one person asking to create a logo and one person completing it. Okay. But there's really no way to make, say, I want to hire 100 people to do this thing. That's kind of what's what's different there about Latium. Like I said, you can build that budget into each task. If you want one person to do one thing and you want to pay them, that's 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 great. If you want 5,000 people to do it, you can also set that as well. Obviously, we talked about proof of human. When you're hiring, you can choose to do proof of human verified only accounts or regular. So it's it's always voluntary if someone wants to do proof of human. We're never going to force anyone to sit there and make a video of their face. But we are gonna let them know that if they do that unique proof of human verification, there's gonna be tasks that are only for proof of human verified, because it's adding, you know, that value and engagement to the employers there on the platform. Yeah, I went through the verification process.
0: It was really easy. I actually you messaged me like, Ken, did you just sign up? And I'm like, Yeah, I did. (laughs) You know, because you verified it. You know, there's people at the other end, and you know, it was really cool. Like it wasn't like we were currently talking. I just went through the process and you just so happened to see me signing up and you know that was cool to know like that is proof of human and i i would you know i, I do worry a little bit about like data mining and having all that like data somewhere of like videos of people's face people these are the same data that you have on facebook of selfies and stuff so, like it's no exactly. extra you know yeah. biometric you know secret dna data like
1: 21 or 23 and me or whatever but,
0: you know, we're not yeah
1: we're not sitting there putting a chip in your arm there's there's nothing outside of just a picture of your face like you said you're you're already sitting going i'm never going to submit my photo i'm like you have pictures on facebook somewhere
0: with a friend it doesn't matter
1: do you do you use snapchat because guess what they've got all those pictures Exactly. when they scan your face
0: for those filters that's all they're doing is data mining so exactly i'm not that's not something too extra to give up to prove you're like a real person engaging with the with a digital ecosystem like you know latium you want to make sure that you if you have you know you want to go through something and you're, you're a verified account you want to make sure you know you get what, what's yours for doing that and that you can earn more for verifying your account so I mean if you guys are listening I will be doing a latium uh, task for this video so you'll be able to earn some latium after watching this video, look in the description box for a link. Click that link, do the tasks, and you will earn. And you can see what we're talking about. You know, like this is the future. A lot of people think, you know, you know, the nine to five is going to be the thing forever, and it's really not. Not with things like Uber, uh, Fiverr. Um, you know, there's so many of these like micro gig economies coming up. But this is how we do things digitally. With you know, don't trust but verify. You know, you don't have to worry, like these marketing companies, Kevin, these guys will charge you like a hundred thousand dollars to promote your pizza shop in, you know, New Jersey. And then they have a bot come in and have a hundred thousand engagements on it and make it look like your, your marketing campaign did really well with this company. But really in reality, it didn't do very well. Maybe five actual humans clicked that link, but it was 900,995 that were robots.
1: It's it's so true. You know, you look at you look at just the bloated numbers of just every social channel out there and people that are it's cuz they're bots that are pushing it towards like you said a lot of that marketing and if you look at even Twitter there's there's as much as 60 to 70% of all Twitter accounts are fake uh, accounts and well, it's Twitter has it's easy to it, set
0: up those bots. I mean, yeah. it's just click Plug, play, done. And it's and there's there's
1: no reason for Twitter to get rid of them. They want to see those big numbers and that's all they want to be able to do to sell their marketing. Investors don't, don't even yeah. care if they're real or not either. That's the real thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that's that's kind of what's different about what we we wanted to start from a core of real human engagement, build from that. Um, and then like you said, you know, if you're making a task one thing that users can know too, just for registering and doing their own uh, proof of human verification, everyone receives a hundred Lattics right now just for signing up and, and uh, verifying. So that's kind of a little bit of incentive. You can also obviously utilize that within the platform. You can, you know, keep it in your wallet. You can withdraw. It's completely, you know, up to you after you've completed that.
0: That's pretty cool. So, if you signed up today, you get 100 uh, Lattics for free. You could actually start your own micro task, like, you know, send out a tweet and be like, you know, watch this tweet go viral or something. And then be like, set a task for, you know, retweeting the tweet and watch it come to fruition. You know what I mean? That's pretty funny.
1: No, yeah, that's great. We've, we've seen a lot of different customers that are utilizing the platform for that. They may have a, a big announcement. Um, and you know, anybody can go somewhere and buy, you know, bot retweets, bot accounts and those, they're gonna go away, you're gonna be know that it was bots. With this system, you can incentivize people on a very small level to, to help boost those numbers with real human engagement. So it definitely, it takes it out of that gray area and puts it into just really getting real people. What i like to tell people too is these people that are here to earn crypto on the platform are already educated about crypto. Yep. So if you're talking about a crypto product or you're doing some crypto content, It's not just incentivizing them to blindly spread it. They're also interested in looking at it, especially if there's a way for them to get more crypto and continue, you know, investing that in other ways as well. Dude, yeah, I can see this for being perfect for airdrops. I don't
0: know why you see these companies promoting, you know, their airdrops or whatever on things like YouTube and Facebook where the majority of people that are seeing it don't care or don't understand when you could be marketing on platforms like uh, latium or even steam stuff like that where the people are engaging with that platform actually care about that stuff that you're talking about you're hitting your demographic already you're on ramp is you're there you're using your on-ramp for marketing
1: exactly exactly no I i totally agree with you man yeah you know the core vision uh you know dave johnson who's the ceo of latium the core vision around creating Latium was the general adoption of crypto. You mentioned you like people being able to earn and get crypto rather than just buy it. And that's really the vision that we saw. We said, if we wanted a general public audience to get involved with crypto, how are they gonna do it? Nine times out of 10, they're not necessarily gonna go buy it, but if there's a way for them to go earn it, they're gonna do it. And as you mentioned, the gig economy, you know, throw Put even crypto aside for a moment and just talking about the gig economy. It's growing every year. Uh, the estimates for, I think, 2017 were close to 30-some percent of uh, users in the U.S., in some way supplemented their income, you know, with freelancing, with gig economy, it's expected to go as much as, you know, 40 to 50% uh, by 2020. And that's just because there's ways to make money both in traditional platforms and now crypto platforms really supplement that income and give you the more flexibility to travel, do what you want to do, you know, in your life.
0: Yeah, and the whole crypto aspect, I mean, obviously, being your own bank is just the best part of being an entrepreneur. You know, you don't have to worry about all these third-party processors, payment processors, point-of-sales processors, you know, the supply chain processors. All this can now be done with a couple blockchains and one wallet. You're done. You're your own company now. You're in your own bank. Exactly. You're you're everything. You're a solvent nation of you, you know? And uh, with the gig economy, the whole, like, crypto part... um, Comes into play digitally because, you know, physical uh, acts, you know, mowing the lawn, rideshare, stuff like this that could be done cash in hand or or whatever, mind you. But these digital acts of, you know, engagement or, you know, marketing, influencing uh, campaigns, any of this kind of like microtasking that companies would like to use uh you know share our tweet get five percent off you know when you come in for a coffee at starbucks or whatever they still do this it's just they want to now know that these aren't bots that are wasting their time and their marketing money they want to make sure that real people are engaging with these ads and they they want to make sure they're getting real data like you know the the geographic uh, data is really important to small mom-and-pop shops and they get kind of pushed out of marketing by google down that you know list way 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 down and they could they could spend six figures and still never make it past you know if you're a small pizza shop you'll never make it past dominoes on the top 10 you know in google but that's that's where it's unfair and the bots are engaging and you know you're not getting real activity but you now these small mom and pop shops don't care they want to target just their local area they don't care if they get hits in other states they just want to get a hit in their town and that's where they come to these you know small local marketers or, you know, just the customers, you know, like I said, it's share our share our page on Facebook, you get a discount at our small business, you know, now online, you can do this and you could do it and it, it grows exponentially. Like if I share your business and I'm local, my friends are local, obviously, and they're going to share it to get an incentive, you know, earn some Latium, get some crypto and and now they can engage with that economy. So it, it's just it's obviously the next step.
1: Yeah, definitely. You know, you look at just how the different ways we can scale with the different tasks you know, people try to ask us, well, what can I do with a task? And honestly, it's it's near limitless. You know, it's something as simple as, like you said, like or retweet something to as complex as even helping trigger different SEO tactics. We're seeing some consumers where, let's say, you, you know, you want to show better, in, you know, in SEO rankings, if you incentivize someone to go to Google and search for a certain t- uh, type of keyword along with the business name and they click on that example, in one time may not have a serious effect on SEO, but you have one, two, three, four, five thousand 5,000 times, you're actually organically affecting those SEO rankings. which so can help I was a build small, past that. So if I yeah. was a
0: small mom and pop pizza shop, I could use Latium to help me grow naturally on the SEO uh, Google rankings. That's correct. Yeah. Cool. So I could have people like, you know, earn one Latix for Googling Ken Bozak Bitcoin enter.
1: Exactly. Yep. Interesting. It's, it's a, it's a. There's so many different. You know, we even. You know, as a team, we we brainstorm about different different things we're going to use for our own business, for other. You know, customers that are utilizing it, for you know, new employers of the platform, and, and we're constantly coming up with different ways that micro-task incentivizing people that want to earn crypto. They're just it's just limitless on so what you can accomplish tasks, with it.
0: How are the tasks verified before they the like the bounties uh, publicly? create it like you know how do we stop bad actors from taking advantage of Latium like oh go uh dislike this you know post or go leave a mean comment on my enemy's YouTube channel or like how do we stop bad actors from taking advantage of this micro economy because I, I that's the first thing people do when they see something they try to take uh you know advantage of it and they like to poke at it so I was just wondering is there anything in place to kind of help make sure that bad actors don't take advantage of this incentivization
1: Yeah, so it's kind of a 2 part answer. The first part is, obviously, there is moderation by high-level staff at Latium. Uh, I would say that, you know, obviously, if someone were to create something that was blatantly illegal, that obviously would be removed immediately. With that said, we're still very hands-off on how the ecosystem develops and that we want it to be organic. We want users to be driving uh, not only how much is paid but what the tax are actually being created around. A lot of users have asked us to put a minimum on task payments and we've been against that completely because we don't want to set what the bar is for the value of any type of task. We want the users to organically create that. Now when it comes to how the tasks are being created, um, we don't really have a self-governing system yet but the idea concept that we're working around is like a tribunal system okay. uh, where the actual – more of a decentralized method where the actual e- ecosystem and community of users can actually work on ensuring that a, you know, a good task and also the reputation of the user is intact. Part of what ties into it is each employee and employer has a reputation score. This is based on tasks you've completed either as an employee or as an employer, and you get rated at the end of each transaction. So part of what we can see, we can start to see those bad actors. If someone just straight up denies some payments when the work was actually completed, their reputation score is going to hit massively. Everyone coming to the platform starts at 500 and then obviously can grow from there. 800 is a soft cap that goes incrementally slower and slower, so that's kind of like that low ceiling. But anybody below 500 has come in and immediately had issues and is obviously a red flag to, you know, you know that that reputation is bad. There's really no reason to, to, to continue to work with them. So like I said, on one hand, we're kind of hands off on how – We govern, but we're also working on some more systems for the internal ecosystems to help self-govern themselves and a more decentralized method for the future. It's
0: probably the best way to do it is to, you know, basically give birth to something and let it, you know, evolve naturally and kind of just guide it along the way rather than force it to be something you want it to be. Uh, A lot of great companies kind of do this. I mean, even if you look at like Amazon, they didn't really kind of – Force themselves just to sell books. You know, they grew with the with their customer base into what they are today because they didn't limit themselves to a vision that they had for their product or for their platform. You know, like if you limit your platform, that's it. It is what it is. Yeah, but and it, it grow that's how yeah. naturally.
1: And that's how we build out our features too. So while like the tasking platform was the core foundation. Uh, Which is my favorite, w- and I know that's sure. not just what Latium <laughs> is.
0: we were going to definitely get into more of what Latium is, but that's my favorite aspect of it. Honestly, as an end user, Latium, the micro tasking, that pur- proof of human aspect, engaging with, with digital engagements to earn, that is my favorite aspect. But there is so much more to Latium, so please roll that out.
1: No, yeah, like I was saying that, but that is very much the core foundation. That's really where we build a lot of these features out of. But like you were mentioning you know, with Amazon, originally Amazon was only selling books. And obviously they didn't limit themselves. They continued pushing out from there. and uh, and obviously very successful. And the same here with Latium, we build different features that we see people are gonna wanna use. So that if someone comes to the platform and they only wanna use one, that's great. But the next person may wanna use this other feature or they may wanna use all the features. If we give them as many as possible, we're gonna drive that general adoption. I think the biggest issue with marketing and a lot of different blockchain companies now is they're so focused on being one specific niche That they assume that someone's going to – we just look at the average person. Do they want to download 15 different apps to do 15 different set things really well? Or are they going to download that one app that does everything uh, well and according to what they're looking to accomplish? And that's really how you drive that general adoption. You know, blockchain and crypto needs to push away from very specific niche marketing and development and more think about the actual use case of the user and, and making it more simplified process. That's kind of the thought process behind each feature that we continue to push out.
0: So what are some of the other aspects of uh, Latium that companies could use, you know, like the proof of human aspect? Is there any other ways to incorporate that and, and use it or is it just for like the tasking?
1: So it was developed, like I said, for the tasking environment, but we are building out a B2B API. Uh, the idea is that they could actually use it as like a gate for login to their own platform or access to their own platform or services. Obviously even more secure than say something like a Facebook login uh, you know, Obviously, everyone's familiar with going to a website and it says log in with Google, log in with Facebook. The idea in the future could be that we can actually use that proof of human verification of a single unduplicated user and use that as a login to access. Obviously, that builds and scales from there. Um, that would be huge
0: Act- for LinkedIn, man. LinkedIn has yeah. like 3,000 Elon Musk profiles. We would love to know which
1: one's number one. <laughs> exactly. Uh, everything from you know other social profiles to even uh, traditional uh, digital advertising if you look at the budgets that are spent on digital advertising as much as 30 to 40% is is just straight like you said just bots that are viewing the ads so if you actually had a way to verify the views of the of the advertisements and the marketing that you're pushing out to all these different platforms and services Obviously, the actual return on investment is going to be clear to the advertisers, you know, and the consumers that are utilizing that. So like I said, the the B2B API is being built out, Um, obviously, as we travel to conferences, we discuss with other, you know, different potential uh, businesses interested in that. And we're going to continue to, to build that out for those different procedures on top of our actual own platform that we utilize it for. Um, as far as different features that businesses can use within the platform, uh, one thing we have is coin cards. There's other businesses that are doing this specifically as their only, uh, you know, as their project, but we just have it as one of the features. If you want any crypto that we currently support on the platform, you can just go in there and you can load that to a coin card, which you can then either print or email out and send to someone. What they get is a redemption code. When they go in, they redeem it. They're automatically set to you as a referral because you send it to them as well. So not only are you referring them, but you're also sending them crypto in either digital or physical form, and they sign up and get that crypto. So yeah, that's just that's really one cool. of the features. Yeah, I remember you you got one of the cards and sent it out on Twitter a couple months ago when we were first yeah, talking. Yeah, I thought it was really yeah. cool that
0: you can make your own, like, Gift card or whatever, like that's exactly, really yeah. freaking cool, man. Like I did it, I did it as soon as I saw. It, I was like, "Well, I'm playing with this." You know, that's yeah, why, I like yeah. latium it is, it's, it's, it works. It's not one of those platforms that's like, "Oh, when we come out or when we do that." No, it's, it's currently actively being. Used, and I feel like it's underappreciated for its contribution to you know crypto adoption. Everybody's all hyped about these projects that are potential or they will come out or wait until look. What about the companies that actually have projects right now that work that have users and partners and you know to bring up part are there any partners that you have you know worked with or are working with or looking to work with moving forward?
1: Um, as far as partners, I mean, we're focusing primarily on our platform to be used by a wide variety of employers. Uh, we have been building out our own advisors. Uh, there's none that we really want to announce today, but we are in constant discussions with several different businesses, both from crypto conferences as well as traditional industries and experiences. Uh, so we'll definitely announce those you know, as we continue to move forward. Um, but I'd I say, you know, going back to what you said about the idea that there's a lot of Projects that say they're going to do something, they're about to. I feel like we're still stuck in like December of last year where everybody was just white paper promises and people just, you know, started chucking money Um, and we still haven't fully matured past that. Our focus, we had a, a general token sale uh, back in December through January of uh, 2017 to 2018. And during the token sale, we actually released an alpha version of the platform live. The idea was, look, we're not just a white paper. We have real development. We have real developers on staff and here's the core of what we're building. So a very small alpha was actually live during you know that token sale and obviously continued into a beta and into where we are today. A lot of a lot of different businesses in the blockchain industry were just pouring money into marketing before they had that product to actually show to their users. We wanted to develop that product first before we started even doing any type of marketing. Um, And we're sitting today, you know, at over 120,000 registered users to the platform, which is large to say the least for, you know, a blockchain project and application
0: oh wow that is that is huge man so is there like a a mobile app or anything for you know the wallet or how do users that want to you know that these hundred twenty thousand users how do they interact with the platform mostly is it browser-based web-based application is there a mobile wallet stuff like that yeah so it's,
1: it's it's kind of 50 50 obviously we do have a mobile application that's on android on google play right now um we don't have an ios app yet we actually developed one And due to obviously the Apple trends of just straight denying a lot of crypto based apps, they denied that for the time being. So what we're continuing to do as far as the Apple side is build out our community and reputation of our own community so that it gets to a point where we actually reapply, there won't be any issue there as well. Um, But we do, like I said, we do have a mobile Android app. For users that are on ios the mobile web version works sufficiently as well Uh, users are able to see all the wallets like i said the wallets are all built directly into the platform Um, if they want to deposit or withdraw directly from there they can do so Uh, as far as like the 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 kind of workflow for an employee just come to the platform they just go to latium.org and they actually see the different tasks that are available Um, obviously they would have to register and for many tasks, complete proof of human verification. But after they've done so, they can just apply for a task. Um, Some employers will set to auto hire, others will manually go through each uh, applicant, really just depends on the employer. Uh, I manage a lot of tasks myself and it really just, it, it, it varies, if I have a large like let's say I want 5,000 people to complete something, I'm probably going to auto hire people and just verify them as they complete it. On some of these smaller ones where I'm paying a little bit more like, you know, say 50, 100, 200 Lattics or something, I'm going to actually, pick and choose who I hire based on the reputation score. So that's kind of the, the, you know, the process for both the employee and the employer and why the reputation is, is such an important aspect to the platform. But the, the, the employee would just like I said, apply. Once they're accepted, they can actually state that they're starting the work. Once they've started the work, they can chat with the employer through the chat directly in the system. They can send screenshots of proof or whatever that the employer has requested. After they've completed, they just mark complete. The employer then will verify that it is completed and actually send the final payment out. There's quite a few different uh, tools for like mutual cancellation. If both parties just can't come to agreement or if they want to, if they want to modify the amount, if for some reason, something's changed along the way you know the user can say well i'd actually would like to get paid this and then the employer can choose to accept or reject it so there's a lot of different like I said the idea is to continue keeping it as much self-governing as much as between relationship with the employee and employer as, as much as possible
0: what exchanges is Lattice uh tradable and like so people that earn this token how do they, you know, convert it into Bitcoin or are there any merchants that accept Latix directly? Uh, how do people utilize that token outside of the, the gig economy?
1: Sure. Well, the, the first part I would say is there's actually an internal exchange at Latium.org. So we actually have our own exchange built out. Um, there's zero exchange fees on Latix pairs, and then there's very uh, minimal fees on, say, Bitcoin to USD or Ethereum to USD on the platform. Um, so, obviously, the you internal. Can go from exchange, to USD on latium.org? Uh, yes. Yeah, so, if you go to, let me pull that cool. up here and show you. Yeah, so, if you so go I can to,
0: earn Latix right on latium.org and get USD right from the exchange there. That is. Oh, I'm, sorry.
1: I'm sorry, USDT. Okay, that yeah, that I was yeah, gonna yeah. say that would be yeah, crazy, yeah, but even no, you, it's no, no. cool.
0: Yeah. So people can get yeah. a, a stable coin and have a cryptocurrency Correct. that still gives them uh, the power of having a cryptocurrency without the volatility risks.
1: Yeah. Uh, so that's hard, what matters I say to a lot of
0: people doing gig micro economies, you know what I mean? Like those 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 pennies and volatility matter. So the ability to, to earn a, a volatile token and then get something stable afterwards, that's cool.
1: Most definitely. And, you know, I mentioned USD when I was trying to say USDT, but fiat integration is definitely something we're looking forward uh, in our development pipeline. And we're working on those preparations because we see that as really driving, you know, for their general adoption. You know, it's awesome that you, you know, always use Bitcoin in your travels and, you know, I, more power to you. I, I try to use crypto as much as possible in my daily life. But if we look at the general public, we got to give them those options. They're, they're always going to want to go back and forth between crypto and fiat. It's just the reality of it. So um, we will be integrating some you know, fiat integrations in the future. Like you said, currently uh, they can uh, utilize any of our supported tokens like Ethereum, OMG, USDT, Bitcoin. Um, on the internal exchange. If they would like to go outside the platform, they can freely withdraw to the other exchanges that support us. Um, we're on Ethershift, uh, which is another uh, McAfee Alliance member. They're doing uh, kind of like anonymous uh, instant tr- uh, transfers from one to another. Uh, we're also on BitForex, CoinBinet, LiveCoin, and YoBit.
0: CoinBinet is awesome. I got to meet those guys. Really cool too. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Yeah, was it was that on the uh, the Coinsman cruise? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. They they invited me out to their headquarters and everything, and I was just like. I'll just take the (laughs) hat, i do it for the swag. (laughs) They're really nice, man, I like those guys, and they have a cool exchange too, like, you know. So it's really nice to see that this token is earnable, tradable, usable, and it's not vaporware, like a lot of this white paper promise bullshit that's been coming out. Again, I think Latium's a little underappreciated for its contribution to adoption. 120,000 verified users, or well, users in general, majority verified and and that's what i like about the partnerships and, and the things moving forward is like thinking of these social networks being able to use the proof of human aspect of login with so i could just log in twitter with latium and then twitter knows i'm a verified account they don't have to worry about using any other third party this this is you know this is the baby steps that you know projects have to take and you know people are sitting here talking about oh i'm going to buy an ico and hodl this coin to the moon i'm like but it has no users it has no use case Lattice has users yeah. it has a use case it has a mobile wallet it, it works and i I'm, a, I'm just saying man i'm a fan of the team i'm a fan of the project and i think what you guys are doing really is one of the best ways to Boost start mainstream adoption by incentivizing people to just engage with the environment and earn the currency of that economy. And that's exactly what's happening right before our eyes. Where do you see Latium in the future? Like, what's the future of marketing and microeconomy look like in your eyes when Latium has succeeded into this mainstream role?
1: Yeah. So actually, we've we've actually released a YouTube video that talks a little bit about our future vision. And as we get to that more, even more successful range of a of a platform would be, uh, it's actually the tokenization of ourselves. It's kind of a very even more advanced, out there concept. But you know, we we build this ecosystem. That's we build awesome. this reputation. Um, and we're, we're really telling people that the true value is in their, their work production. So in the, in the future, uh, what we're actually developing is the idea that people are going to get their own token that is a value of their work production that they can use within that ecosystem. Um, a lot of advanced, com- complex, different concepts we're working through with that. Um, but you can actually see it on Latium's YouTube uh, page that actually just kind of displays it's a 12-minute video, and don't get me wrong, it's it can get complex and dense, but there's a lot to it, and a lot of exciting things that we're going to be doing with that. Like I said, if we're in a successful state, even more so than we are today, obviously we're you know push more towards fiat integration to really have those users coming on board and off board with the currencies as they want, and just continuing to build out our own audience. Um, we're on track at the current rate of growth to have up you know up to a million users by this time next year, based on our current growth and. You know we're going to keep doing anything we can to just keep that growth and momentum going that direction because regardless of whether we're underappreciated now you continue to push yourself to the point where you have a million users and no one can deny you know the growth you've continued to build on that and you know you talk about you know trading you talk about exchanges really people are still utilizing cryptocurrency exchanges on speculation they're not really trading on the value of the company you look at stocks more to agree in stocks you are actually trading on the value of what the company's yep. doing and the announcements in crypto You're still only you're trading on speculation on whether they're actually going to accomplish anything And that that's just part of the maturity, you know process of the industry and where we're going
0: Yeah, well, that's where we're at right now. It's the high-risk high-reward scenario, you know, you, you can throw a dart at uh, a board right now and you know it, there's a good chance you know it may succeed and there's also a good chance it won't you know but it, it's up to the investor really it's it's do you believe in the project or are you just trying to make a quick buck a lot nah. of the times I buy a cryptocurrency is to invest and I use quotes because I'm not really investing I'm not trying to make more money out of the company I just want to contribute to it because I like the project I want it to succeed uh, if there's utility to the token and the, the token is tradable and it's volatile in the future, that platform, if I wanted to succeed and I truly wanted to to use it as an end user, then by investing in that token early, I just get to use the platform more freely as the token goes up in value. I get more use out of the platform. So it's like, you know, if I were to be able to pay for a hundred years of Netflix uh, streaming service the first year they opened, I might've done that because it was only $2.99. Now it's $12.99. So it's kind of like how I look at these platforms is like mm. I'm not trying to really make money I'm just trying to make a better quality of experience for myself on a platform I truly believe in. So there's there's really two types of investors in crypto. It's the, I wanna get rich, or I really believe in this project. And it's the people that believe in projects that are gonna make off, because they do their due diligence, they research, and they end up holding through bear markets. Unlike these, you know, fiat traders who are gonna get caught up in the next bull run, and they're gonna lose money both ways. They lost money in the bear market, and they're gonna lose money in the bull market. <laughs>
1: Exactly. They're not going to know, you know, a lot of the, a bear market, really what it does is it takes developers, it takes projects, and it forces them to focus on that development. Um, You know, it quiets a lot of communities, it quiets a lot of that noise, um, but come, you know, continue more push by institutional investors and general public, you know, driving that, uh, you know, like I said, the people that lost out on one are probably going to lose out again just because they're not, at, like I said, there has to be a goal to what we're trying to accomplish. Yes. We're not just trying to make a digital currency worth money. At the end of the day, that's not, we're actually wanting to make a digital currency that can be utilized multiple different ways. And that's what all, you know, a lot of these projects, you know, either a- are or should be attempting to do. And that's why we're so against a lot of people like, oh, what about these guys, their competition? What about these guys? It's like, this space is still so small. We shouldn't be focused on tearing each other apart, be it right. in business competition, Uh, uh, Or even the influencer space as well. Everybody's so focused on, you know, the rat race of trying to grab the tops. Like, develop a product. If you're an influencer, develop, you know, a brand image and and continue to push that. And the, the people that are using your product or following you will see that and will continue to grow through both a bear and a bull market. So
0: you know as a content creator and online marketer and that word i hate the most influencer you know <laughs> which, you know that kind of is what this has become is like a an internet marketing lifestyle that I've kind of stumbled upon for myself as somebody who who does that, is there a way for an end user on Latium or, you know, hopefully maybe in the future, I would I would like to see is for me to say what I'd be willing to do for Latix, right? So like uh instead of a company saying, you know, maybe engage with me for this much, I could have a profile that says, I'm willing to engage for X amount per comment, per tweet, per like, per engagement on whichever social network, because of my 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 uh, my network, my my effect is much larger than maybe say some people that are just signing up for Latium that don't have any social network that would see that they're engaging with your company on a social platform. You see what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, no, yeah. So there's there's kind of two different ways that we're thinking about it. Uh, one we're already doing to this day is we're actually doing managed tasks. For both, you know, either influencers or uh, different companies. Let's say they want to uh, create a different range of tasks, but they don't actually want to do the work. They actually c- can work directly with us on a customized basis for us to help create those tasks and then get that content to be uh, created or finished, you know, through incentivized through the system. Um, kind of what you mentioned though is offering your services for Latix, that's actually something in our development. We're continuing to build out the features of current one-to-one and one-to-many tasking to then eventually allow for those offer of services. And then it, even eventually like a, we, we kind of envision a marketplace. Um, the reason we're not pushing a marketplace or an offering of services yet is we want to continue to develop the platform and tasking platform where it needs to be as we continue to offer those different outlets of services. But we, we very much agree and see that, you know, if, if you're, if you're making a task to have something completed, you very much may want to just offer your service, and anybody can then apply for and then actually pay you for that service. Kind of a backwards of how the current tasking platform works. Right. It are. would be
0: right. like a dual bounty program, right? Somebody there's, Is somebody willing to do this for this? And then it's, hey, somebody is willing to do this for this. So it's a dual bounty program, and that's where I really would like to see a lot of these blockchain projects hosting their bounty programs it, it makes mm-hmm. no sense to see these bounty programs only listed on their websites like nobody knows you exist to help you solve these bounties but if they were to market that these bounties existed on latium.org the people could earn by by performing these bounties and it's Specifically marketing to that demographic of you know blockchain bounty you know um, I don't even know the word for that like bounty achievers I guess like people who achieve the bounties uh, bounty hunters bounty hunters yeah there you go yeah the, the crypto bounty hunters like literally speaking right to them. So your bounties go unhunted because nobody knows they exist. So I would I would like to see that is that, is that something Latium's doing? Do you use to offer like bounties for you know the, the platform or things like that? like is there any extra ways for people to engage with Latium and earn Latx through their own platform? Do you use like you know do the social media engagement tweets and, and interactments like that? Do you, actually, yeah, I guess what I'm saying is, does Latium use their own platform, the market? Yeah, most
1: definitely. We we very much use it. You know, I utilize it for myself personally. We use it, you know, for our own engagement. We will offer, you know, different incentives if we do like a promotion or a giveaway on Twitter. We're going to incentivize people to take a look at our promotion, earn some guaranteed Latix just for taking a look at it, and then obviously get that opportunity to earn something else, you know, in the future. We're seeing a lot with it being a microtasking platform. There's actually quite a few airdrops that are. Being put there either from the actual companies or from people that are saying are giving the referral links, which obviously is another incentive for them to tell tell more people about an airdrop and then earn some more back for yep. themselves. Um, so most definitely, we're seeing some uh, some bounty campaigns for a couple new upstart exchanges as well. They're pushing their social, you know, Twitter, Facebook, and like uh, they've actually even promoted uh, some Telegram-based bounties. They had this really cool one where they were uh, they were giving out like these uh, Bitcoin wallets and people had to get the private keys as quickly as possible to open it up and then you know get the free Bitcoin that was inside. It was a pretty cool little incentive, and they were running almost entirely through you know Latium at the time. That's really cool, and that's uh, like pirate bounties almost man.
0: That's pretty cool. I like it. So what, what are some of like the craziest bounties that you've seen? Like has there been any like odd bounties that have been submitted to the platform? Or is there anything that you've been like waiting to see personally like wow this hasn't been used yet. I'm waiting for somebody to actually utilize that.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, like, our, the focus right now has a lot been micro-tasking. We've seen some more macro-tasks that are all I'm happy to see. Uh, I knew a guy that I met through our own Telegram uh, that was, like, a recruiter, uh, specifically for IT. Um, I, I had 10 years experience in IT before I even got into blockchain, so it's kind of close to my heart. And he was actually offering an incentive where bring me uh, users in a, in a couple different geolocations in the U.S., and I'll – I'll pay you in latex, you know, if I'm able to get them a job into the position. So he basically was taking his existing position and just kind of open it up. And the good thing is he allocated a budget, but he didn't have to pay until someone actually brought him someone that he could actually put into a job. So a lot of those salespeople, a lot of those recruiters that are actually doing more of a global wide scale can actually utilize that and scale into that. Dude, that's
0: way outside the box. I mean, I definitely was not thinking about macro you know, scaling in that sense. That's a really cool way to think outside the box and utilize a new age platform.
1: Yeah, most definitely. And that's honestly a lot of times, you know, we'll sit there and brainstorm as a team and the people that really bring some of these concepts to us are our own users. Like I said, in that case, which is that own user bringing it up. You know, we got users on Telegram, you know, talking daily and they, you know, bring up some bad points and then also some good points, you know, that we know we sometimes will implement just purely based off of, you know, their requests uh, and inquiries there
0: yeah man that's cool so what projects are you looking at you know like anything outside of latium you know that you're looking at or any projects that you use their platforms and just wondering like uh what are what are you looking at like i know you've been the Co- conferences i've run into you all the time what what projects have you looked at that are like wow this isn't vaporware like i i don't want to just you know i want to give like a, a a roundabout of like what you see in this space no yeah most definitely and yeah
1: like i said you know I, I i could talk about lighting all day but that but i i like talking about other projects and obviously i'm involved with others um there's qu- quite a wide range i've actually met a lot of the guys a company called blocks b-l-o-x, B-L-O-X. They're a really great cryptocurrency portfolio tracker. What I like about them, Um, they're doing auto-syncing of almost every uh, cryptocurrency out there. They're they're integrating both exchange API keys and auto-syncing of different protocols directly. So rather than saying, I bought X amount of this token, you can just say, here's my ERC-20 address, and it just shows just pulls everything and pulls the history of the ERC-20 address. And then obviously, the, you know, they continue to integrate, you know, several different protocols. Wow. So I really I really like the idea of tracking your portfolio without having to manually go in every day. Because if you're doing any kind of trading, no one wants to sit there and say, I bought it at this, I sold it at this, and do it manually. That's This is kind of going backwards, in my opinion. And that opinion. will keep
0: a lot of people that want to – want to be legit investors out of the space because they don't really have a legit way to report their earnings without doing a lot of homework that yeah. really incentivizes them not to do it because their time's money. So now if I have to trade and then spend time on my you know re- earnings reports to submit to my, my, no, it's not gonna work. We need we do need like a portfolio that does a lot of that. And that's really cool. That you can just submit your ERC-20 address and it does a lot of the work for you.
1: Yeah. That was index uh blocks, B L L X. B-L-O-X, all right. Yeah, so back. yeah, I actually yeah, know quite a bit of the team over there. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of bad projects in this space, a lot of good projects. One I recently heard about that was interesting, I think it was called CoinChase, um, and it actually was the idea that a company that wants to run an ICO will actually run it through CoinChase, which has like... Uh, an insurance based system where the first exchange that that ICO finishes on, if it goes below, I think something like, there was like a certain percentage, I think if it goes below 50%, you actually get your initial investment back automatically through their system. So it's basically it's it's basically like an ICO insurance type system where, uh, now obviously a company has to choose to run their ICO through CoinChase. And they're actually obviously have the the systems in place that if it does drop a certain amount, they're going to actually allow these people to get in and out. It's kind of like a less volatile system to allow some more general public people to push in. It was was an interesting concept. I think they have a lot that they're going to have to work through to get there. But I kind of like the concept of what they were working towards. It sounds Uh, like that's what an
0: institutional investor would be looking for is some kind of, you know, protection, you know, investors protection, what they're used to. They're, they're, I mean, these large investors with millions of dollars are not, not insured when they invest. They're, they're, they're they're a lot better off than we are when we put any money into anything. Um, So this isn't anything unusual to what they're looking for. But personally, I think that stuff like that kind of sketches me out because I don't want to have to. You know think that this this route of of maybe potentially safely investing into an ico may be case uh kyc mandatory uh it mandatory yeah a lot of these things now will just create red velvet rope to protect people but it's really keeping people out that may have a shot at doing you know well in a market like if you're not a credited investor and you have a a good sense of you know a market and investing and market movements you, you could potentially become a credited investor but now that you're not you'll never be able to get into an ipo or an ico so just like these things that are there to to, to ensure investors it scares me because it kind of feels like it's just going to keep out other potential investors that aren't as you know uh, uh, well off it sucks. And
1: I'll have to I'll have to check with them. Like I said I just heard about them the other day. I'm not sure if they're doing accredited investor status, but I do agree with you there. Like when it comes, I always kind of disagreed with the whole U.S. system of accredited investor because the average person wants to put money into something. They should be allowed to. You now, obviously, you have the were they shilled it? Was there bias? Was, if someone on good standing wants to invest in something or, or put money towards something because they believe in it they should have the ability to and obviously in the u.s you really can't do that on a great scale or on the majority of any business interest or you got to use a third party and then obviously you're paying fees you're paying you know their licensing pretty much oh, yeah. um but as far as like other things i mean obviously i love I love the innovation I'm seeing in a lot of the hardware and software wallets. Obviously, you know I've used Ledger for a couple of years. Um, I've been looking into the Cool Wallet, which I think I saw you doing a, oh, one, a couple that, times. Oh, I have yeah. that somewhere. <laughs> Actually,
0: I keep it on the back of my phone. So I have. Uh, my, okay. I have my BitPay card, my ID, and my Cool Wallet, and they're the only three things I carry with me on my my phone's back wallet. There. Nice.
1: So what so, would you say? What 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 would you say is the one platform or service you use the most in your travels, out of all? Out of, um, like the one thing.
0: Cheapair.com. Uh, Cheapair.
1: Okay. You know it's I saw world yeah, Okay. I mean, you can book a, a flight.
0: You can book your room. You can rent a car. You can do all the traveling things you need to do through Cheapair.com, and they use crypto. So I think I've used their services the absolute most because of the whole rooms and flights and everything. Uh, A a hard second is BitPay. I'm not a huge gotcha. fan of them, but they are the easiest way for me to interact from being all in on Bitcoin and then going anywhere in the world and being able to convert that Bitcoin into, you know, U.S. dollar on my debit card, my Visa card, and being able to swipe that anywhere Visa is accepted anywhere in the world. So it kind of feels like I can use Bitcoin anywhere, even though I have to sell it like cash out little by little, but mm-hmm. it gives me the power to hold my entire net worth in Bitcoin on bitpay and then just sell it as i need to so i i can lock in some cash without volatility you know use my visa to pay my rent or my my netflix or whatever or i could go through other channels that you know like coin cards and stuff like that and get like a netflix gift card with bitcoin so there's there's a lot of platforms i use but cheap air and bitpay are probably the top two
1: gotcha that's cool man yeah because i always call it it kind of fascinating me is you know you're going all over the world and then still paying everything in bitcoin man it's It's it's, like I said, people are making it easier. It's not, it's not as easy as it could be, but it's definitely getting there as far as these people are trying to make it.
0: Yeah. When I first got into Bitcoin in two thousand fifteen, I couldn't do shit with my money. Yeah, we just (laughs) got we just got word of like the shift payment card coming out for coinbase that's when i first got in i was like oh Oh, what? i'll be able to do this one day someday eventually and then i got it and you know as my buddy bitcoin jake just said he uses the shift card and for coinbase and i'm not the biggest fan of coinbase either but what they have with the shift card is really cool you never even have to sell you don't have to pre-sell you just swipe your card and they take a little bit of bitcoin and they pay off what you swipe for so you don't have to do the pre-sell you can just lock it in in bitcoin or ethereum honestly or whatever. yeah that's the
1: future of really using the crypto is like yeah. i said not not having to sell off in blogs but you know actually having that actually generate in real time pondyx
0: is working on a crypto card that's just crypto like they have the blockchain point of yeah. sale processor. So it's not a Visa. It doesn't do Fiat. You just walk into a store. You have, I actually have it somewhere around here. I have a, a Pondi X card. Um, I, I saw a, them
1: doing uh, a B, uh, a proof of like, them doing it with B and uh, I think it was at one of the Bali, uh, this. conferences. Oh, there you go. So I got the black card here and I don't
0: want to show my numbers, but I have the Pondiex black card and I have BNB and Pondiex and currencies on here. And when I go to a business that accepts it, you slide this in and it, it takes the crypto. So you don't have to. It's just a blockchain portal. You don't have to worry about, you know, is the business accepting the crypto like they are directly.
1: I like it. Yeah, I like. I mean, obviously, because you know, the, the more businesses and vendors that can accept direct crypto and not even have to have fiat in the, you know, in, in the middle is obviously the future of what we're looking to get to. Obviously, we're gonna have to have those different fiat options for people that refuse, but honestly, the more it gets adopted, the more it gets used. You know, it's just the inevitable.
0: Yeah, and I mean, it it happens with currency evolution you know it's not the first time businesses had had to slowly evolve into the new currency economies you know with with, with diner club card first coming out nobody trusted plastic (laughs) it was a scam now everybody accepts visa or they have an atm in their store because visa charges too damn much for small businesses to (laughs) accept visa
1: yeah, no, it's so expensive, dude. And then even look at some of the others like American Express and others that are I mean, can go That's higher. Like 5%
0: yeah. transaction fees for small businesses. American Express is a scam for the small businesses in America. That's really what it is. And then that reflects onto the buyer. So the, the, the company has to push that scam onto the customer and charge 5% more for everything in store just to break even on the scam they fell into with American Express. It's a shitty system,
1: and, it's and they, a shitty yeah. Way. Even if you're using an ATM, then you're getting charged three to five bucks. Or if you're at a casino, like what, twelve to twenty bucks? Or the just strip to get club, the twenty-five <laughs> bucks. Ridiculous sums. Ridiculous sums. I boy. wish
0: strippers would just accept Bitcoin. Even with the volatility,
1: it'd be cheaper than that damn <laughs> ATM. Sure, <laughs> <laughs> so you like give you some more Bitcoin, but uh, come on, yeah, make it happen. That's right? uh, crazy. So, dude.
0: Um, I guess to wrap things up here, I just want to see what your your thoughts are on you know where we're at today with you know the the bear market. We kind of lost what what moxie we had during that bull run. What do you see triggering the next bull run? Um, you know, is, is it going to be the ETFs? Is it? Whatever. What where do you? What do you? What do you? What do? What do you need to get to back to where we were? Because vaporware really got us there. That's what sucks. We got the yeah. all-time highs on vaporware. So, like, what is it going to take from now to the next all-time high?
1: There's, I'd say, there's a couple different things. Primarily, one thing that continues to happen is businesses that are in the blockchain industry need to stop marketing only to blockchain consumers. What you see is these businesses that are only focused on, we're going to market to existing crypto users. The problem is you, you make an echo chamber. You, you you create a demographic that you can't expand from. Um, I don't really, t- I, I, I kind of remiss uh, mention him. I don't fully like what they're doing because I'm. it's a little bit sketch. Initiative Q. Now, don't get me wrong. They did one thing really good with marketing. I had I had four friends that had never heard of crypto. They're like, oh, what's this Initiative Q thing? It's crypto. You know about crypto, right? And I'm like, these guys reached the people. They, they actually pushed out and knew how to reach a general public audience. And re- like I said, regardless of what they're going to accomplish as a company, that's what businesses need to do. They need to reach that general you know public audience.
0: As you said that, it kind of made me think a thought. The reason initiative q was so good at marketing outside of the crypto space was because if they marketed inside of it nobody would would work with them we were savvy yeah. enough now to know what a scam looks like but the people outside of the space do not so you're right maybe these companies that are legit should be looking at these illegitimate companies and taking a note from their marketing tactics because they do nail it like the scams have nailed the marketing and unfortunately it's the real platforms or real users that the companies are you know maybe too busy being real that's why the scams have so much time to market but take a page out of that scam book. You're right on marketing because a lot of people have hit me up about initiative Q and I consider it to yeah. be a scam in, in, in every sense of the word. I mean, I think I saw at one point they were offering what they said was $2,000 guaranteed worth of their token for your email yeah. address and a referral. What?
1: No. they were like guaranteed that's why I was like I'm remiss Run. to mention them but their marketing it reached like I said when, I, when my phones started blowing up and I started seeing Facebook from people that have never looked into crypto talking about it it was like well shit they did something right in their marketing regardless of the core of who they are uh, so like I said definitely that general adoption and I think uh, gamification is going to be huge um, You look at, yep. you know, we have, we have crypto apps that are, you know, let's say some of the ones at the top, like Blockfolio, have a couple million downloads. You well, have some of these shitty games. Well, we got some of these shitty games that are like hundreds of millions of downloads and hundreds of millions of users. Gamification is what's really going to drive a lot of it. And it's going to be that 18 to 35 crowd that's I primarily going to push it. We had an shit.
0: hour conversation with Blockfolio in Vegas at World CryptoCon consulting them on how I could perceive them gamifying Blockfolio. Uh, so gotcha. yeah. yeah, they they're gonna be in touch with me and there's a good chance go. that Blockfolio will gamify the portfolio game and it'll be potentially my doing. Like I, I was just <laughs> really high and I was standing behind the founder of Blockfolio mine <laughs> and I just tapped him on the shoulder and I was like, hey I like Blockfolio, but you know what would be really cool? And we got to talking, and now we talk. I'm just like, dude, I, I love Blockfolio. I love that you said gamification, and you mentioned Blockfolio, because I thought that there's a real lack of gamification in Blockfolio. Like, I, I don't want to give away all my ideas to another you know company or whatever, but like no. I'm talking to Blockfolio about this, so it's just really cool that you said that. It's like... Yeah. Awesome. It's, 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 <laughs> it's awesome. It's a sign. So uh, last question, wrap things up here. What is your elevator pitch for Latium? You know, like you hop in your Uber, you're wearing your Latium.org shirt, your Latix token, and he looks at you and goes, what's that?
1: So I'd say uh, Latium is a way for anyone anywhere in the world to earn or pay for tasks in crypto. Uh, and then we, with the focus of driving the general adoption of not just Latix, but cryptocurrency as a whole to that general public. Um, we do that through proof of human, which is the way of verifying that each user is a single unduplicated human user, and to keep that fraud down and actually add value to those tasks that are being uh, completed and created on the platform. Awesome, man. Well,
0: dude, Kev, thank you so much for coming on, man. Give I my best to mean, David man. over there in the Latium. For sure, team. dude. Uh, check out the links in the description box below, everybody. Uh, there will be a link below for you to earn Laddix to interact with this live stream. So I'll... I'll have it set up to where you can earn for liking the video, commenting, stuff like that. So, if you watch this video and you want to earn some crypto, link in the description box below. It'll say earn crypto here. And I'll set up a task for you guys. I want you guys to sign up for latium.org and earn Latix and really get a sense of where the future of, of microeconomy is going. And, you know, just. Get your hands on some of this for free. Like, you can just earn it. And, and that's what I want to do for you guys. So so if you watch this video, please go ahead and pound that thumbs up button. Click subscribe and flick the alert bell. It's right next to subscribe. You'll get a notification every time I go live. I'll be doing a live stream every day. So just stay tuned for another one. And Kev, thanks again, man. Everybody have a day.
1: Hey, thanks, again. Take care. All
0: right, guys. So this episode was sponsored and possible by... Satoshi's Ball in Ottawa, Canada. That is on December 15th. Monarch Token and the Monarch Wallet available on iOS and Android desktop and Mac. Look in the description box below for those links. Also, Bitcoin Energy Drink. The link is in the description box below if you would like to get yourself a case of Bitcoin energy. And huge shout out to strokentokens.com Bountifying adult content on the blockchain. Thank you guys and have a day.